0: This is Zarina Dimitrova. Welcome to the Grow & Learn podcast. I have a very interesting guest for you today. Somebody really successful and you guys always want to know how people made it. <laughs> and so we have somebody to tell us a story. Uh, it's not really from rags to riches or I don't really know, but it's from flight attendant to 30, 50 million plus a year revenue. <laughs> Hi, Danielle. I'm saying hello to Danielle Molvey. Hi, Danielle.
1: Hi, thanks for having me. I'm excited.
0: <laughs> thanks for joining us. So you're running the all-in company that talks about, basically, that's your strategy for running these profitable companies, is hiring top talent, right? Am I-
1: exactly. Yes. <laughs> uh, so my husband and I have several businesses that do over $50 million a year in annual revenue. And I was spending about 10 hours a week overseeing the operations of those businesses and then spending my other time podcasting, guest speaking, doing um, speaking engagements. And uh, and and then Mike and I, uh, Mike McAllowitz, the author of Profit First, um, are collaborating on his next book um, because what what most entrepreneurs struggle with is recruiting and hiring a five star team so that they're not working in the business anymore.
0: hmm. So may I ask you how you started, you know, because they always say, tell me about your first million. (laughs) So (laughs) how did it all start?
1: Yeah. So, so I was a flight attendant. I was a flight attendant for about a year and um, I just, it was meant to be a gap year job after I graduated college. And then uh, when I figured out where I wanted to settle and such, um, I got a real job. And then about a year after being um, in that real job, i had the opportunity to start my own company, which was an advertising and marketing firm in Nashville, Tennessee. And I was 25 years old. So um, did not have too much experience under my belt, but just ran with it. Uh, and, and sort of the funny, ironic, I don't know what we would really call it. Uh, thing about that was my hiring strategy when I started that business was to hire people younger than me um, because they would have less experience than me and they wouldn't know if I was doing things good, bad, or or indifferent. Um, and that hiring strategy worked for my first few hires. I really was lucky. And then um, one day I woke up on a Monday morning and said to myself, can I call in sick to my own company? Because I had an employee who was just making me making me sick, Make, making me want to call in sick. Um, he just was uh not not a good employee. He was a toxic employee. He um wasn't on the same page as everyone else. He wasn't on the same page as our clients. And it was that moment when I woke up that day and And said, Can I call and stick to my own company that I said, This is ridiculous. Like I need to learn how to hire the right people and not make another hiring mistake like this. And so, um, so I went all in literally on learning and studying and really getting it dialed in and figured out on how to recruit, hire, and retain what I call five-star employees. And so, you know, fast forward, <laughs> um, about, you know, 20 plus years later, um, here, here I am. And, and I've grown multiple businesses, have those businesses. And then, uh, you know, people have been like, well, how, how is this possible and such? And, and then, and then my work with Mike McCallowitz and profit first and working with other entrepreneurs, um, it's now, now, now we're taking it out there and and we're teaching people, um, on how to recruit, hire, and retain those five-star employees using the five-star employee rating system.
0: Mm -hmm. Before I ask you about the five-star rating system, does this apply to all industries that you're guiding or does this apply to what, what industries are your companies in?
1: Yeah. So it applies to all industries actually. Um, because we all need employees. So what you have to do though, is you, you sort of tweak it, you customize it to exactly what you're looking for. And that's part of the secret. Um, but, uh, so our businesses, we have a construction material supply business. We have a business that processes long-term care claims. Uh, I have a, a preschool consulting business where we work with, um, churches on opening brand new preschools and getting them licensed and getting them up to license capacity. Uh, and I have um, a consulting firm and then uh, I run communities based off of uh, a profit first podcast. So I've got, I've got a lot of irons in the fire.
0: Very cool. And you
1: only work 10 hours a week max. Well, so um, until I started the all-in <laughs> <laughs> all in company. All
0: right. So, so, so tell so, us so, now so, about
1: But we're we're in in a bit of a promotion mode on all in. (laughs)
0: That's good. That's good. We want to know more.
1: Yeah. So what yeah. So you know the the all-in
0: company about?
1: Uh so the all-in company um is about going all in on your employees, all in on recruiting, hiring, and retaining five-star employees. Because when you go all in on that, um, the magic is is that your employees go all in on you. And really they start acting like owners. And isn't that what we want? You know, I find that most entrepreneurs and business owners, when it comes to hiring, their attitude is like, Oh, I've got to hire. No one's excited about hiring. And you know, that's the crazy thing. Hiring should be exciting and awesome because that means that you're growing your business. You're scaling your business. You're leveraging other people to be you, but be better in your business, you know, um, I it, getting the right people in the right seat on the right bus to coin, uh, Jim Collins from, from good to great is such a critical thing. And so as an owner, if you want to get out of the day to day and you really want to grow your business and you want to work on your business, not in your business, like Michael Gerber has preached to us with the uh-huh. e then you have to have, You've got to have five-star employees uh, and and the benefits of a five-star employee. I mean, oh my gosh, like they take the burden off you. They do the work better than you probably could as well. Um, but it, it, it starts with having the mindset that number one, you're not going to settle for less than a five-star employee. What's a five-star employee? Yeah. A five-star employee <laughs> represents the top 15% of available talent in the market for the given rate. So statistically, one out of seven candidates is a potential five-star employee. So the majority of people out there, the majority of applicants, 85% of applicants are one, two, or three-star employees, their average ho-hum or worse employees. And so, you know, in your process of recruiting, hiring, and retaining, you want to use an objective way, an objective system like the five-star rating system to help you filter out those one, two, and three-star candidates so that what you're left with is the cream of the crop, the five-star employee. Now I've got a couple of caveats about the five-star employee. Um, you know, a five-star employee is is the best available talent for the role at the given salary. So you don't pay a five-star employee more than a one, two, or three-star employee. They're all making the same the same rate, and that goes too to the fact that you can't pay for performance. I often find that people think, "Oh, well, if I pay them ten thousand dollars more, they'll be so thankful they're going to do their job better." And <laughs> maybe you've tried it. And if you tried it, you know it doesn't work. If you haven't tried it, don't bother because it doesn't work. Um you can't pay for performance. Um people either have the, the 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 five stars to make them a five-star employee or they don't. But the other interesting thing about a five-star employee is that it's specific to the role. Um I if I I could get a job tomorrow. Tomorrow I could get a job as a bookkeeper. Um, I could be starting as a bookkeeper tomorrow. I could get offers like that because people need bookkeepers. But you know what? I would be a two-star employee. I know enough about bookkeeping to be dangerous, but I would hate it because I really don't have the the aptitude for it. I can do it, but I would hate it. And so I would be a two-star bookkeeper. But I like to call myself a five-star entrepreneur because I am a five-star entrepreneur. So it's really about just making sure that, the five criteria of the five star rating system are all in alignment with the candidate for the specific role, and 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 that's where we go deep and we kind of go all in on understanding what exactly is needed for the role to find the right candidate and to not settle.
0: Mm-hmm. So, well, when you introduced or when you apply the rating system, does it include the type of company or the company culture that you're recruiting for, or is it specifically the type of activity, the role, like the, the purely technical?
1: Yeah. No, you know, what's, what's funny is it is very, it is highly customized, um, and personalized, to the role and to the company. And, you know, we, and we, and we've seen this. What's interesting is, is we've taken the same businesses in the same industries, um, you know, I think to last month, September, or actually that's two months ago now, Um, mm-hmm. uh, in, in September, we we took, in one of our cohorts, we had two bookkeeping firms. Two bookkeeping firms, both looking for bookkeepers, and they were looking for bookkeepers, but they honestly, when it came to their rating system and it came to building their benchmarks, they were looking for completely different people. If, if one hired a bookkeeper, that bookkeeper would not be a five-star bookkeeper in the other's firm. Um so so that's why it's really important to take the time to go all in on really understanding what you need and how how it fits with 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 your company. So um we can walk through the the five criteria yeah. of the five star yeah, exactly. rating system.
0: Mm-hmm. Let's do that. Mm-hmm.
1: Okay. So so the first star is alignment with core values. And this is kind of where the magic happens and where it starts. It's the foundation. It is the cultural fit to be honest. Um, So what's important is, is that you have people that are aligned with your true core values, the owner's core values. These are not the aspirational values that maybe you guys have come up with as a team or a group. These core values values are true 100% of the time to the owner. This is like your DNA. When you say you want to clone yourself, you start by finding people that share the same core values. And that is the first step to cloning yourself. Um, and, and when you do these core values, it's important that you have clarifying statements. You're just not going to say, oh, we value relationships. Um you know, some people aren't going to value relationships, to be honest as their core value. but if you value relationships, you have to define what you mean by, um, by having by having relationships as as your core value. Um, the second criteria is, the 11 universal qualities of a five star employee. So, we've identified 11 universal qualities of five star employees. And what's interesting about this is that out of the 11 qualities, two are coded green, which means those are relatively easy to change. Um, Two are coded red, and those are red flags. Like if someone doesn't meet what you're looking for in terms of that quality, then boom, they're out of your process. We're gonna eliminate them. We're gonna filter them out because they are not a five-star candidate anymore. And then the rest um, are coded gray, which means that they can change. They can improve upon those qualities, but it takes really um, coaching and, and, and attention from the hiring manager in helping that person grow in those qualities. Now, again, kind of the interesting thing about about the qualities is is that you 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 might not need someone to be we, we everything's on a five on a 5 point scale. Mm-hmm. So, so you're going to assign a minimum value that you need for each of the qualities for the role. And so um like one of the qualities is, um, is learning. And that's one actually coded green. And, um, and so, you know, you might not need someone to be a five on learning, but you need someone to be a, a three on learning. So, you know, they, they have a desire, they have, they have wanting to learn, but they just haven't really started listening to podcasts in the subject area or they're not really reading books on the on the topic or articles and such. And so um, so if, if you get someone like that, you know, you you kind of just need a three because that's green. So that's easy to change. Um, in some organizations, you might need someone to be a five in terms of learning. You need someone who's already embedded in the industry and who's already like all over industry news, industry topics, et cetera. Um, then one of the one of the red qualities um, is uh, is is listen. So, you know, I'm maybe you need someone who is really attuned to listening and you need someone to be a five when it comes to listening. I need my employees to be a five when it comes to listening. And I was interviewing a candidate in March and uh, it was a screening interview. So it was the first interview and uh, three minutes into the interview, I'm like, this person's not answering the couple of questions I've asked, very basic questions and so then I was like, OK, let me dial this down and and kind of see if I need to simplify these questions. And, and at the five and a half minute mark, still not answering the questions. And at that point, I'm like, this person's not a listener. This is a red flag. This is the one's coded red. They don't get it. They're not nearly a five. They're they they're a zero, actually. And so, um, you know, I said to that person, OK, I'm sorry, but at this time, um, you're not going to move forward in, in our process. Uh, but thank you and best of luck to you. So um so the 11 qualities again you know outside of the core values because those are the same for your company no matter the person or the role that you're you're recruiting for but now that we get into the other stars of the five star rating system this is where it can be different in terms of what you're looking for or the level that you're looking for um based off of the specific role um the Third star in the five-star rating system are aptitudes and skills. So um, we have over 25 aptitudes that we've identified. And uh we recommend that you find out of the that list um about nine to 13 uh aptitudes that you need specific to the role. And, um, and then determine, you know, where that person needs to be. Do they need to be a three in terms of creativity because you need creativity or do they need to be a five and what does creativity look like for you, um, in the role, uh, you know, creativity for a graphic designer is going to look different than the creativity that you need, um, from someone who's an event manager, you know, totally different, um, And then, and then you're also going to test for skills. You want to get and make sure that what you need from that person out of the gate, they're able to do, they have the skills necessary. So, you know, I would get a bookkeeping job tomorrow because most companies don't test their bookkeepers or their candidates. For a bookkeeping position, they just say, Oh, you say you're a bookkeeper. All right, you're hired. So it's really important that you're that you're testing for the skills. And then that person is proving that they truly are a five-star bookkeeper because they're demonstrating the skill to do the job. Uh, and then the fourth star on the five-star rating system is. Meeting the success metrics for the key responsibilities. So you're going to want to define three to five key responsibilities for the role and uh, and then quantify what success looks like with those key responsibilities by putting a number, putting a dollar sign, putting a percentage to what you need for 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 that role. So, for example, if I'm hiring, a a director of a preschool and uh, and one of their key responsibilities is to have the center at 95% capacity at the start of a school year, then I'm going to measure that by them being at 95% capacity. So I've put a percent, I've put what success looks like. You're going to fill the center at minimum of 95% of license capacity. Um, and you know what's interesting about this aspect is you can use a five-star employee rating system to assess your existing talent. And that kind of proves the five-star rating system to yourself. And then you can apply it to new talent. And, and so um, you know, people are either making it or breaking it when it comes to hitting the success metrics for the role of your existing employees. But when you put the success metrics of what success looks like for the key responsibilities on a job posting, that, my friend, attracts the five-star candidates because they're like, I got this. I like how they're saying this. I I like to like be measured. I like to prove myself. And it will repel the one, two and three star candidates who are like, oh, they're they're, they're actually going to measure me. They're going to hold me accountable. I think I'll go apply to these other a thousand openings for a bookkeeper where they're not going to, uh, you know, hold me to anything. Uh, it's a self-selection.
0: And- uh, the business. Yes. Rely on self-selection a lot. <clears throat>
1: Exactly. Exactly. Uh, And then the fifth star in the five star employee rating system is return on payroll. And this is really valuable, especially with um with your existing talent and using the five star employee rating system on your existing talent. But it also reminds you when you're recruiting for people. Every employee in your company needs to be producing a minimum of a 3x return on payroll. So if you're paying someone $50,000 a year, they should be having $150,000 impact on the business, 3xing their $50,000 salary. And uh, so so you want to make sure that their their key responsibilities and what they're being measured for, those three to five key responsibilities are really driving revenue um, and not just being busy. To be busy and collect a paycheck, so that is the five star rating system.
0: It's quite interesting. It's it's actually impressive. It's very all encompassing. It's it's indeed all in. <laughs> so so, but the, the how do you separate? Um, the intuitive process or, or does the intuitive process of selecting somebody of like, you feel that this person is a match, how does this fit in? Or do you completely ignore it? And is it completely a logical process?
1: So, 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 so we've made it an objective process. Cause you're exactly right. Like most hiring today is subjective. Like we want them to think that, you know, how, how do I say this? When someone puts their hat in the ring and says, I want the job, Like they want the job and they don't want to be rejected. So, you know, they're going to say and do things and you're going to want to believe them because we want to believe the person in front of us. But, 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 but it's all subjective. It's, he said, she said, it's, I want to believe this here. Here's an example. Um, my dad has been an entrepreneur for 45 years and, um, he needed to hire a new controller in his business. And, um, he asked me to sit in on the interviews and he asked someone from his accounting firm to sit on, on the interviews. And, um, there were four candidates and, uh, one candidate, uh, wore a suit to the interview for a controller position, uh, in a company that does tens of millions of dollars a year. And uh, my dad swiftly eliminated that person as a candidate when they walked in the door. So it didn't matter what that candidate said. It didn't matter what that candidate's experience was. It didn't matter what that candidate could demonstrate in terms of their skills. He wore a suit. Okay. Um, That candidate was the number one candidate candidate of mine and the number one candidate of the CPA, the most qualified, the person who was able to demonstrate, um, their skills, their aptitudes, their qualities, everything you're looking for in a five-star employee. Um, but, but my dad wanted to go with the candidate who we ranked number four, a recent college graduate, but he was a collegiate athlete. So that's where my dad really felt the connection because my dad played sports in college and just, Mm -hmm. you know, there's, there's history there. Um, But, but the person didn't have any experience. The person didn't even have a degree in accounting um, and, and was not qualified for the role. (laughs) But, you know, I mean, just like most people and most hiring managers, we hire someone who we think is like us but it's based on subjectivity. And that's where we make grave mistakes. Cause I could be friends with you, but, um, but, but I might not be, you know, the right employee for you. And, um, and so this is more about being not, not just about being friends. It's about cultural alignment. It's, it's having those core values as the foundation in that DNA, but then having all the other qualities, aptitudes, and skills, being able to hit the success metrics and producing that return on payroll that makes it the individual, a five-star candidate for that job. Mm-hmm. Awesome. And when it
0: comes to, um, not aptitudes, but I would call them uh, rather attitude. Yeah. aptitudes is really an attitude, but but not necessarily skill based, but what is the attitude towards the job and whether you're enthusiastic about it or is this kind of integrated in, within the five stars like spread
1: yeah so system. so 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 actually what we what we like to do is we like to use an assessment that's actually called objectively higher um mm-hmm. so in our process we recommend that you have a gauntlet like you're taking candidates through and you're spending a lot of time with candidates in a multi-step process to vet them out and to be filtering out the 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 one two and three star candidates and what we recommend is having an assessment at the front end so when someone applies the first thing they'll do after they apply is they'll take an assessment and it's, it's stated in the job posting, you know, the next step is taking a 35 minute assessment within 24 hours of your application. And the interesting thing is, is the majority of applicants don't take the assessment. So great. We've eliminated the one and two star candidates out of the gate. Um, And then what's cool about this assessment are, well, not one thing, but lots of things are cool about this assessment. One of those things is that you create a benchmark for the role, um, with the assessment. So it's the same assessment, but you create different benchmarks depending upon the role. And so then that, that person's candidate's assessment is scored against the benchmark for the role. If they score 70% or higher, they move on. They're a potential five-star candidate. If they score less than seventy percent, they have filtered themselves out. They're not a they're not a match for the role. And so, what what the assessment does is the assessment measures people on um on their abilities on on working with words, working with numbers, working with things. Um, it measures them on personality. Um, but then what it also does is it also gives you an insight into you know what kind of team player they are, where how they how they operate within a team. and it also gives you, um, you know, do they, do they love to work or do they live to work? You know, those are two different things. And you talk about passion. So it also gives you some insight into their, into their work habits. And again, what's cool about this is you use the five-star employee rating system. You use these assessments on your existing employees to prove it to yourself. So we take people through a process of, of having their existing employees take the assessment and all of their employees. And what's interesting is, is we build the benchmark off the five-star employees that they have. And what's interesting is, is when we build that benchmark off the five-star employees, of course they score 70% or higher, but the, but the employees that they're just frustrated with and not happy with, and, uh, you know, they're really one, two and three-star candidates when, when we score their assessments against that benchmark, of course they score 30, 40, 50, 60, below that 70% benchmark. And, and, and then the owner is like, oh my gosh, if I would have had this, I would have never hired them to begin with. So, um, so, so it's a really cool process, but that is, that's, that's how you can, um, objectively really determine exactly what you're saying. Like, are they passionate? Do they love to work? Uh, you know, what, do they have the right, the right personality and the right, um, abilities for, for doing this type of role.
0: Mm -hmm. So, so just to go one level deeper, if you don't currently have employees within this pool that you're hiring for, would you then take the first, let's say 10% out of everybody who's applied and make a benchmark out of these or how does it work?
1: Um, so if you didn't have existing employees, you can paint your own benchmark. So you could, you could create your own benchmark Um, And what's interesting about, you know, even when you, even, even when you use your best employees to build a benchmark, like over time you improve upon that. So, I mean, we've been using this assessment for eight years now and, and, and every couple of years, you know, we go back and we, and we, and we pull our best employees um, because other people have been promoted, and and we and we and we reestablish our benchmark, and it's usually just like maybe one or two areas that just kind of shift one point over, um, or so. But uh, but yeah, it's it's a it's a continual process. But you can paint your own benchmarks.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So so another question: You're hiring great employees, but have you noticed also a correlation between the fact that these are high-performing teams? of employees and their mental health or happiness level within the company? Is there a correlation, the overall atmosphere within these companies?
1: Yeah. So, you know, if, if someone, oh, that, that's, that, 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 that's a great question. So, so typically a five-star employee is like a perfect fit for the role. They love what they're doing so they're not prone to having that that stress and that burnout but as the owner you know you've got to be cognizant of, of what's going on you've got to make sure that uh, that you're taking care of your employees and and there's a couple of ways to do that so the the first thing is is that most people if people have a purpose and 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 they're appreciated and they know what they're doing is making a difference that just makes their, uh, their, their day so much better and so much lighter. And so we recommend that businesses, um, and, and if, you know, it depending upon the size, uh, maybe you break it down into teams. But then you have daily huddles or vitamin C meetings, is what we call them vitamin vitamin S E E meetings. And uh, so it's a it's a it's a quick less than ten minute meeting during the day. And you start the day with a celebr you start the meeting off with a celebration. So you know it could be a personal celebration. Um, it could be a work celebration. It could be um an employee celebration but, but you start off with a celebration. And that is what's cool about that is that brings everyone up in terms of their state. So it brings everyone up to like, Hey, that's cool. Even if it wasn't you getting celebrated, maybe it's a, it's a teammate, but it just is like, yeah, we're making a difference. We're, we're a team we're working together. And then, um, and then everyone goes through and shares, here's the three things I did yesterday here are the three things I'm going to do today. It's important to document this or scribe it so you can keep track of everything. But, you know, again, people can, this is where the owner is, you know, leading the meeting. You're not necessarily sharing the three things I did yesterday, the three things I did today, but what you're doing is you're going, oh my gosh, yeah, I saw that. That's awesome. Great job, Carrie. Um, or it, it it's an opportunity to, to to keep the mojo, keep the energy and keep people understanding why they're there, what they're doing and in in 10 minutes you can touch all of your employees and have a positive impact on them so that they're starting their day in the best state and they're just going to knock it out of the park um with that with that with that 10 minutes. So so it's important and what's what's also cool about that is I can also hear when, when they're frustrated with things or when they're running into obstacles or where something just isn't moving and, and maybe it's not moving because they're not getting a response back from someone. And that's when I can, you know, I, I note it and then I can go to them and say, Hey, you know, would it help if I called? um the cfo uh since you you know you're you're not getting um a response back from the uh accounts payable department let me let me call the C- cfo and and kind of notch this up uh, notch this step a little bit because that person's working hard. They just have hit an obstacle that they can't overcome. And so that's when, you know, I can step in and I can help and, um, and, and take, take a little burden off of them because, you know, the CFO isn't going to take a call from that individual, but they'll take a call from me. Right. Um, so, so, so that's how we recommend just, you know, keeping your pulse on things. And again, you know, like I'm doing that and only having to spend, like a little bit at a time helping to remove obstacles for my team and just keep them going and keep them on the right energy in the right state level.
0: Mm-hmm. Wonderful. All right. So you also mentioned on your website, which is uh, daniellemolvey.com that you're not coaching clients, you're guiding them. So to tell us about the, what you do, what is the format how you help your clients, how, how you apply, how you teach them to apply this or what is the process through which. Yeah. You
1: your- so, mm-hmm. so, so, so I, I, I can't do it for you. um, But, but I can guide you and my team can guide you and we can give you feedback um, on how you can customize and personalize the five star employee rating system to attract five star talent and to help you weed out the 1 2 and 3 star candidates because um you know i can't write a, a a bookkeeping job description for you but i can guide you on how to write a bookkeeping job description that will attract the five star candidate for your business and i can do it for your competitors too because you guys are going to have different 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 criteria really you need the basics, but there's going to be some other different things that, that really make the difference between you having your five-star candidate and, and another company having their five-star candidates.
0: Mm-hmm. So, so you mentioned you were on, on the process of promoting something. What is it, what is it that you've launched now?
1: Oh, so, so, so we do have, um, the all in programming. So where we guide people through on, on the five-star employee rating system and how to develop the assets to recruit, hire, and retain five-star employees. So, you know, I, I mentioned a little bit about having the right job postings, um, implementing, uh, the, the objectively higher assessments and, and creating benchmarks so that you can have candidates take that assessment, um, when they apply and and if they pass with 70% or higher, then they move on. Um, in your process and 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 there's a lot of other out of the box recruitment strategies. Uh, too many people are just relying on indeed one job board. um, and so, you know, you want to cast as big of a net as possible. Just fishing in the indeed pond or fishing in the um in 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 the zip recruiter pond is is too small of a net. Um, so you want to be fishing in lots of ponds um, and casting a wide net to attract, you know the best of the best and truly the 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 most ideal five star candidates
0: all right awesome very interesting thank you so much danielle is there anything else that uh, you would like to
1: I yeah, know. I know I know we went through this quickly. Um and I really appreciate the opportunity. Um it's it's a lot, but um I do have how to hire five-star employees. It's a it's a quick guide. It actually lists out all the 11 qualities cuz we would have spent a whole hour um on on going through each of the 11 qualities. But if you text never settle as one word, that's never settle to 411321 So never settle to 411-321, then then you can get the How to Hire 5-Star Employees Guide with the 11 qualities. (laughs) Wonderful.
0: It was a real pleasure and uh, very informative for sure. (laughs) Thank you so much.